yo, we're back again with episode 17. Let's go. It's the all day, every day show. Manny looking sexy today. With all day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Part of the Vendetta Sports Media Podcast Network. Presented by Monkey Knife Fight. Producer, Christian Lathrop. Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs. Can we say that was like a monkey thing? Can we That's say your that? Best impression, dude. Actually, we'll no. It. I didn't we'll try. It. I listen. We'll I didn't it. try to make that a monkey thing, but we can just start there, I guess. So, um, before we get into plenty of what we have to do today, we have um, another guest today. And if you guys, actually, I should say this. I should start with this because another guest. It's a return guest. It's our it is. Homie. I know, but we we weren't doing video when we had this guest. We weren't with Vendetta when we did this guest. It's actually episode three. Of this podcast. God damn, a lot changed in three months, huh? I know. That was so. The episode was February 9th, and I was still in the closet. It's our first episode, right? That was, I think, our second. Because remember, I did COVID beginnings. That was two. Okay. That's when I introduced. So that was my second episode with Manny. Um, I actually have done every episode on this podcast with Manny. The first one when it was still I'm fucking co-host. Yeah. Well, it, wait, <laughs> no, in the no, 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 no. I mean because. The first show, it was, it was, the first episode was just me, but I had you on to do like football stuff. Bro, should we talk about that story? How that, sh- how this all, come- how this all became a thing? Okay, go ahead. Before, oh, wait, let me, uh, go ahead. You know what? Fuck it. Go let's, let's go about, let's go down memory lane real quick. Oh, God. So, my man Alex did a show before I came along. It's called The Average Dudes Podcast. It's a good <laughs> podcast. I think they had like, what, you guys, 50, 50 episodes in? 40, 45. Almost. Uh, no, I think we stopped at like 35. So, mm, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm at work one day. I get a call from Alex. He's telling me he's going through some troubles. We're not going to get into it. Yeah. But he's just telling me he's going through some troubles. So, as a good friend, the good friend I am, mind you, me and Alex haven't really spoke much before this. But we did. No, mind you, we did oh, have oh, a good oh, relationship. I messed the story up. I messed the story up. I messed the story up all the way up. It started from before this conversation. The day you saw me in the gym. This is how it started. Oh, that's how it did because start. Because I, right. I didn't talk to you for... And you were like, yo, you're looking bulky. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't talk to you for probably like a year. Close to a year. We, haven't, we didn't speak. We didn't see each other because we were at Wadner. I was at school. We were mm-hmm. doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple Snapchats here and there, but that was it. So I go to the gym. At that point in time, I was going to the gym every morning, 6.30, 7 a.m. religiously, not missing. And not, going not to the end. edge, mind you, not the other so, place. All right, bro. The edge is... I'm not even going to get into it. Whatever. I'm not even going to get into it. Um... Get your gains in wherever you can, man. Um, so I, I woke up late this day. I woke up at 11.30, and I'm freaking out. I go right to the gym, do my workout. I'm probably about like an hour and a half in. I'm about to be done. And I see this lettuce hair motherfucker walk in. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's Alex. But like, you know, like extrovert outside the gym, introvert in the gym. I'm like, I'm going to just, if I see him, when I see him, I'll see him. So I'm, I'm leaving the gym, and I see this mother, this, this lettuce head looking motherfucker looking at me all crazy. Who the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, so that's that's Alex. So we are we chop it up real quick. I'm like, yeah, bro, I see what you're doing with the podcast. I love it. Blah, 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 blah. I've been supporting it. And he's like, yeah, bro, we should we should have you on. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, I've always wanted to talk sports with my boys on the podcast. Like, why not? Yeah. So I hop on as a guest of your show. I remember. Dudes. I still have that video on my phone, actually. My I took three. I was like, bro, this is my boy's podcast. I'm like sweating bullets. I can't mess it up. I'm taking three pages of notes. We yeah. have a great we have a great show. And then that's when a couple weeks to a month later, he called me that there were some things going on. So I'm trying to talk him through it as a good friend. I'm there for him. That call ends. He tells me he's going to do his own show. I support him. I said, bro, that's awesome. Keep doing your thing. We hop on a Zoom one night when he's planning for the next show. And we're just I'm just trying to give him ideas and 
just be there for him. You know what I mean? Because I knew he needed somebody right there on his side. Not as a coach, though, mind you. Never never thought I was going to be a coach on the show. Right. And we're talking about ideas, and we just, I forget what exactly we said, but we both looked at each other like, why don't we just do this together? Well, because I knew in the back of my mind that I was going to ask you, but, like, you're still doing all your business stuff. And so I knew, timing-wise, I didn't think it was going to work. But I knew eventually I was going to need somebody else to, like, help me through it. And, like, how we're able to work through our strengths and our strong suits and what we're doing in, in each little niche of this whole production is is so much easier than having to handle it myself. So in the back of my mind, I knew that was going to be a thing. Um, but it also just works because we've had that prior chemistry. Like You've been doing this since third grade. Like, And what was crazy is like senior year, and I think I'm, I don't know if I, I may have said this before, but senior year of high school, I would sit with like my tight friend group at, at from just growing up and for half the lunch. And then the second half, I would go sit with you guys and we would just literally do this. Like exactly what we're doing right mm-hmm. now is what we would do. Every day. So they just made sense. It was like, why wouldn't I already have that prior chemistry to do that? Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And the first show with our guest today, Ryan Rothstein, um, he was with us for our third show. We did a great interview with him. It's the audio version only if you want to go check that out. Um, we have some clips on the Instagram at, that you can go check out as well. But we had a great interview with him because the goal was to get some industry professionals on, and he was one of those guys to do that. So, um, you know, we had, we had fun with him, and, and we just wanted to bring him back because in our text exchange with him after, he was so, like, nice about it. Like, he was like, just let me know whatever you guys need. Right. Like, hit me up. He was one of the dudes from the jump that, like, I've always believed in this and us, but, like, on the grand scale, what other people thought, I didn't really know. So having him on as an industry professional, he has his own radio station, all that shit. Like, he really knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah. For him to be so receptive of what we were doing and be like, yeah, you guys are doing something cool. Like, I felt so relaxed and chill hopping yeah, to the show. Yeah, me too. You guys know what they're talking about. Like, you guys are cool dudes. And I was like, that's when I kind of knew, like, yeah, we got something here. We got something here. But we're not far along enough, Nate. Bro, first, something on my mind. We got 200... Twitter followers. We have 120. And, and and we're literally trying so hard to give you guys free shit. Like, I've never tried <laughs> so hard to give away something for free Yo, in and my we're not. Then this is not like a sponsored giveaway, okay? Well, this is like at like our... Sponsored from my goddamn bank account. Be appreciative. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. Help me. 80, Come on. We lost a follower today. We had 121 really? before I came here. When not I got here, we had 120. So someone unfollowed that didn't want free shit. That's more for y'all to gain if you That's follow us. But pain. 80 more? Y'all can't help us out? Tell a friend. You don't even you don't, you don't gotta post this. Cause I know y'all hang out with people every weekend at the bar. Like, yo, I've been watching this podcast, man. It's pretty good. You should check it out. Help us out. You can get something for or, free. Yeah, or you can just say, you know, they're giving you a free, you know, unlimited entry. You can enter once a day if you want. I'm not gonna be mad at you. It's gonna be have more of a chance for you to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, back to the Ryan stuff is like he just and when I when we talked with him afterwards, he was remember when he was saying he was like Dude, I was so like relaxed. It was much more of a relaxed setting than doing the stressful type radio show host type thing because, you know, I, I personally I don't know what that is. I don't know how that goes because again I don't do that. But for him to say that when we're on a goddamn Zoom call, right? Like that's not when we're here. So I did show him some pictures of what this all looks like. But I am really really excited for him to just see the progress that. Again, February 9th, and it's now, what the hell, what's the date? I don't know, May 18th, May 19th. So literally three months and like a couple days, 10 days. Um, So that's going to be really cool. 
So we're going to start with that interview with him. He's going to be joining in just a few moments. And then we're going to do um, PGA Championship this weekend. Very, very excited to talk some golf. Last time we talked golf was the Masters. We bet some money. We lost we some lost. money. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got some Kwame Brown because Manny's just going to kind of take the high road on that and give us everything on that because personally, I still don't even understand it. And this was like the, I think, what else did we talk about where I was just like, God, you talk about it because I have no idea. Uh, it was the, uh, the, how was it? It was the Super League. Oh, we yeah. That, yeah. Because I, I remember, I was like, I've used that line before. Like you do. I have no yeah, idea what's yeah. going on. But before we get into this interview, I want to talk a little bit about Vendetta Media's, um, new partnership with monkey knife fight their sports book and it's actually really really cool so if you guys want to uh bet on there on their sports book i know christian's been doing that he's been making a good amount of cash doing that they have a cool a cool little um i don't know what you really call it one of their game modes on there i guess you can say game mode is, yeah it's uh, just a type more of or game. less yeah. yeah type of game is yeah. more or less so it's kind of like an over and under so you pick you know things like like for example christian tonight did more I than Go ahead, you can Steph, say it. I got Steph uh, over or more, 36 and a half, and um, I have LeBron at more than 26 and a half. So hopefully those hit tonight in the, in that Warriors-Lakers game. Right. We'll so see. that's, we'll that's more or less. That's one of the game modes on there that you can play. If you want to deposit, you want to play on Monkey Knife Fight, check your region, check your, your state if you can actually play. But if you want to deposit, use code VENDETTA. Use all code caps. VENDETTA, all capitals. Use code VENDETTA, and they will match your deposit up to 100%. So, and uh, 100% and up to $100. So if you're going to deposit $100 you're gonna, and you use code VENDETTA, all capitals, you're going to get $200 in your account. So use code VENDETTA. Go play Monkey Knife Fight. When they when they get it in, in uh, and it's a funny name. I fucking love that name. Go play but Monkey Knife When they fight. get it in PA in Pennsylvania where Manny and I are, we're going to be doing a segment on that because... I think it is a very profitable sports book with what they're doing. I think it's much more profitable than playing a FanDuel or a DraftKings or other things, other books like that. I think this particular thing, when they're doing segments and, and game modes like uh, more or less, you actually can be profitable and make money from it. So I'm eager for to see when and it's much more enjoyable. PA. And it is. And and I know someone from Vendetta has put in five dollars of his own money of site credit before this deal was and this partnership was was complete. And he put five dollars in on site credit and he's at four fifty right now. And that's not like you I'm I'm sure you know a, a bunch of people can say that and be like, oh this is my sports book. I do this and this. But I actually think with this more and less type stuff, the odds in it are crazy. Like Christian's putting ten bucks on that Steph Curry and LeBron James over on the more or less uh, to spit out 30. So you're tripling your money on that. Um, and in a big playing game like that, which we're going to be getting to with Ryan, a big playing game like that, I actually can see this being like happening and, and being a profitable sports book. So you guys can check that out. Code Vendetta. They're going to match your deposit up to $100 and 100% of your deposit. So new partnership uh, for Vendetta Sports Media with Monkey Knife Fight. Excited to see what uh what they can do and what we can do in the future and um and make some money so a little bit of stuff on there can't wait to start making money and doing that segment there but it just depends whenever whenever pa is in there uh i'm like and i fight we can do that so good job man someone should pay you to uh advertise <laughs> thanks, dude, thanks, dude. i did i did a couple radio commercials for widener promoting myself you, you, know, you know i have the mic now so my voice sounds a little bit better uh, so i see ryan coming into this room right now I'm gonna let him in here and we're gonna talk a little bit i'm actually really eager to see Let's Holy! Oh, 
Connecting to audio. As I look. Oh, look at him. There he he's is. in the is he getting food or something? Look, let me surprise him. Let's move on. There he is. Let's let make him see. Let's there he is. Yo! Yo! Look at the big guy. Uh oh, we got connected to the audio. Yo! There he is! There he is Ryan Rothstein! Oh, after his day at the office. Thanks yeah, for sorry. joining us I'm again, not... man. Thank you. What's up? I'm not I'm not looking as official as you guys right now. I ran home from the studio, but uh congrats, man. You Thank guys you. Are... I can't I, I can move the camera a little bit. You can see we got the banner up here and everything. Got the whole thing. Whatever. Sweet. And then what's going on? And then we got our we got a lighting kit behind us. We got three cameras on us, you know. The the thing that we were talking about last week is we're like we're just taking this as as seriously as we want. And we were talking about it before you came on about, you know, our first time with you and we're like you know that was our third episode that was back in february and when we first started talking about it man he was like yeah i mean there's a lot that's happened in three months that just stuff behind the scenes that we've talked about and obviously like what's going on here so we were like dude like gonna be happy to see that you can see what we're doing right um hell yeah so i yeah. see it already <laughs> i see it you know i've seen it before you know just what you guys are doing on social and everything so yeah, we're you just trying to like reach out to like connect with a lot of these industry professionals and everything. And we've gotten a, a little bit of backlash, you know, just about, you know, oh, you guys don't have like your friends on the show or you don't have it. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to make like friends with friends that I have on my fucking show. Like I'm trying to have people that I can connect with come on and like you're getting backlash from what your boys just some other people and some pe- friends and, and other people around uh, opinion. Opinions are like assholes, right? Right, Christian. Everyone, <laughs> right, everyone Christian, has them and they all stink. Everyone's got them and they all stink. <laughs> right. Let me turn my lighting on real quick. But like, yeah, right, that's facts, bro. It is facts. <laughs> that's facts. Um, happy belated, by the way. I saw that on social media. Oh yeah, happy belated, oh yeah. Thanks, man. I'm old, old man. Love it. Yeah. I'm. I know. Yeah. I was the one thing that I was uh that I was thinking about was I think this summer I may actually be able to see you in person. Because yeah. I yeah, because I know that I that I know like your girlfriend is I said this on the episode, uh in our first episode, but your girlfriend is my girlfriend's cousin. And that's how this that's got right. set up. So I can say this for the second time now for our new <laughs> people watching this, is that's how this got set up. So yep. I, I, I got asked, Alex still has a girlfriend. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. He allegedly Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Um yeah. so yeah, that's how that got set up. So hopefully now that we can actually like make that a thing. Um, yeah, man, come on down. Yeah, in the in the nice now that it's summer. Um, yep. But yeah, so we wanted to have you on to talk about the play-in stuff. Uh, NBA playoffs is kind of getting already getting underway. Uh, started last night, and I know we have a nice slate of games tonight. Um, you know, I want to kind of start a little bit with last night with the Pacers and the Hornets. Not too much there as a bonus is just a god. I didn't even know he could rebound like that. How about fucking Doug McDermott, bro? Bro, they're bench points in that game. Buckets. Bro, Ed, Ed, Ed Rendell tweeted um, years ago. He was like, the Sixers hit big on Joel and B, but they're going to regret missing out on Doug McDermott for years to come. And we all were clowning him for that until last night. Doug even watched 40 in a playoff game. <laughs> and, and like, um, like I'm t- talking about bench points, too. TJ McConnell off the bench. Yes, sir. Like, that's what, my bro? guy, man. Like, that's my guy. So, um, but, yeah, so they took that. Pacers took that one, 144, 117. It wasn't really too surprising. Um, I think personally, like before it started, I was saying like, maybe we could 
see Lamelo get another uh, get an actual shot. Yeah. Um, but he looked a little he looked a little shaky under pressure, man. I'm a Lamelo guy too. Yeah. So yeah, 14, we, 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 14, we were saying 14. he was rookie of the year. Um, but just oh, yeah. I mean nothing really special there. Before we get into the Celtics, I do want to actually ask you this, Ryan. What were your personal thoughts like on the play-in? Because for me, I was kind of like, I mean, this gives like other teams that are lower seated something to play for down the stretch. And man, he's like, nah, dude, I fucking hate, I hate this. It. Like, I hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Why do I hate it? Well, it's just like let's let's reward teams for being almost there. Sports is something where we learn that. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. You don't get rewarded for being almost there. As young as you are, as eight, nine years old. I mean, I used to always, my parents always complain, my dad, like, throw that participation trophy away. Like, don't have that shit. Like, you don't get rewarded for being 10th. Like, you went 33 and 36, let's give you a shot to make the playoffs. No, because then you add extra two or three games, like Tatum Carolla ankle, Bradley Beal Carolla ankle, and then it throws off the trajectory of other series. Like, I just, I just uh, uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it, Ryan, because I, I don't know. I think you're with me here. I don't no. know. Yeah, I was going to say. I, was, oh, I think you're with hey, me on this oh, one. Hey. Um, I mean, that's an interesting way to look at it. I never really looked at it like that way. But it's the NBA has a problem with, with like, tanking and competition and their product overall, like, late in regular seasons. And this has added a lot of excitement and, like, intrigue to it. It did. So now over the past couple of weeks, there was a lot of these games that, that meant something. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I look at it as a positive for the league standpoint, as far as a product, you know, these teams, like if you're in ninth or 10th place, you still have to win that matchup and then win another matchup. And then you're only rewarded the eighth seed. You know, yeah. it's not like we're crowning these teams. They still have to go up against the Sixers. If you're like the Wizards, for example. Um, so I think it's added like a, a different element to the NBA. And I mean, best case scenario this year you get LeBron going up against Steph Curry you have LeBron and the Lakers in the play-in tournament and they're still atop the odds list um up there with the Nets to actually win the whole thing and they're playing tonight in the play-in tournament it's crazy um but from that standpoint I think it's a positive so like I'm I'm with it you know I I think it's helped yeah I I just was I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I don't know I think it makes it a little bit more interesting one and fun because yeah. like i know i like i know you're saying injury based this and that but like think about that though like no one's gonna tune into those games down the stretch like they're boring but now that like washington yeah. like down the stretch they they fought so hard they still mm-hmm. wouldn't have made it though right like they they like so having them there seeing russ taking over to actually get a spot to do it again and even though he lost uh, last night he still gets a chance to shot. play again right. like <laughs> so i kind of like yeah. the format because we originally were saying like we don't want to have this happen again, like this format next year. Like, let's go back to normal. But I don't know. Now that I'm actually seeing it play out, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's I'd rather like let it just. It's something that's interested, interesting to see. I was gonna ask you this, Ryan. I pre, I, th- I think I know your opinion now. We were talking about the Lakers, but are there is besides the Lakers? Like, is there a team that you actually believe has a shot to scare someone, take someone six, seven games deep out of the play-in, or do you think it's really? Kind of like you you play these play-ins really hard just to get waxed in the first round. I mean, just from the just from the teams in the play-in tournament, you're saying yeah. who is a shot to actually go into the bracket and and make some noise. I mean, obviously the Lakers. I think the Warriors do too. Mm. Don't sleep on the Warriors. I, yeah. I mean, like, listen, they're so you're not well, worried. You're not I worried about a one-trick pony though. Like what with Steph? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's he's done enough this year. They're like a a really poor man's version of like the 01 Sixers. Facts. Focus on Facts. very poor man's version. Facts. I'm not comparing him to that team, but Facts. they figured out how to make this work this season in the short term. They're like, mm-hmm. all right, we have Steph. Like, let's let's adjust here and and attack teams and pick and roll with their bigs or guys that right. we can attack mismatches with. So, I, I mean, can they push? Utah or I guess a Phoenix still. Yeah, they can still end up with Phoenix. Can they push them to six or seven? Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they Beat I don't them. know what, what I don't Utah love I don't love them. Utah or Phoenix personally. I don't love I don't love either of them. I think both yeah, of them are like, gone before the Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair, but like why? I mean, how many Utah Jazz games have we watched? Right. Like I haven't I haven't watched a ton. I, I've read up on them. I know I know everything about them, but like right. They have shooting, they have coaching, they have depth. But I don't know. Like right. I, I can see them losing in the first round. I don't know enough about Utah. I really like I really like Phoenix, but if they get the Lakers, come on now. I don't know. That's a bad draw. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, That's and I just... see just how that pans out because we have Lakers Warriors tonight. Um, you know, actually seeing how real this is that we're seeing this isn't even a playoff game. Like right. I think this is this is a definitely more of a meaningful game for a lebron steph matchup than actually like an actual you know like playoff game well that's the whole thing right every every uh because it's a one and done yeah every picture everything you see is all lebron and stuff and it adds a little it is though it is though yeah like that and that's what i like about it though um and stopping this from being the western conference finals down the line too right you know the lakers and the warriors could find themselves in the western conference finals playing against each other so if anything i'm looking forward to that i think that well yeah as you you one of the craziest ones we've seen in a while and as as you're wearing your there you go yeah (laughs) um but i do want to talk about the celtics a little bit last night personally i did not think that the Celtics were going to win this game. And then, because, you know, just there's down the stretch. Now, just don't laugh at me. Down the stretch, seeing what Washington was doing, and, and obviously Beal wasn't 100%, but I was all on Westbrook down the stretch. So I guess now seeing that's technically playoff Tatum, like dropping 50 points, I it's guess. Nothing that's, new. It's nothing I know, new. but that, like. It's nothing I mean, new. Like, guys, this is why when we used to give out our picks, like Alex would always lose. Did you hear what he said? I'm sorry. dude. I, why? What? Uh, yeah, we need to know why. Why? Why? <laughs> I I just I mean Jalen Brown's not there, okay. and I just they just haven't been Cardiac like they're just Kem- Cardiac Kemba's still there. And okay, he actually came out and did something last night, but it was just the two of them. Like the two of them are the reason that they won the game last night. Yeah. Fifty and what twenty nine. Yeah. So like, yeah. if you have one maybe even slightly of an off night, that's it's over. That's like the only thing they were rooting for was a was Rust having off night. Right. And he didn't have his triple double. And I'm not saying that's an off night for him. He still went off, but right. I don't know. I just didn't think the Celtics had it in him. And again, they still have another Russ still has another chance. But I don't know. I this for me this just means like I guess I guess like we have playoff Tatum here? Fifty? Yeah, bro. No. no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean Tatum's really good. Tatum's a baller. He's unbelievable. And I said this. I said it last night on my show before the Celtics Wizards game started. I said, "Boss, this game comes down to can Tatum go off?" Like literally, I, I have that on tape, like on record. Like if Tatum goes off, they win this game, and th- like that—that's what happened. And Westbrook, I am a huge Westbrook fan. Huge. <laughs> like 
I defend Westbrook. I love Westbrook. But last night didn't help his case of playoff West. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, playoff yeah. Westbrook, man. Like, I said, take the under on assists for Westbrook. He finished with five assists. He was six of 18 from the field, 0 for 4 from three. He couldn't get anything going. Beal was had a nice, like, second quarter, but he struggled 10 of 25. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just not going to get it done. They were 3 of 21, I think, from three, the Wizards. So it's like, yeah, Tatum went off. That's great. But the Wizards played like dog shit. Like yeah. they were they were horrible. You know, so I don't think Boston can scare anyone in a seven game series. Really? Nah. Well, because I, I don't you see, know about scare, right? So well, did you see the chance last night from inside in, inside the garden? Inside yeah, the arena, yeah, they said we yeah. want Brooklyn or something. Yeah, be like, careful what you wish for. That's what I'm saying. But I, I low key, I don't know about scare, but I think that Boston Brooklyn series is gonna be really fun, dude. Cause you got yeah. some guys that can fill that shit up. And mm-hmm. I, I could see that series going six just for the sole fact that you might have two or three games that series where Kemba and Tatum combined for 70, 75 points. It's going to happen because it has to be them. And with the three-headed monster in Brooklyn, the limited games they play together, I don't know. I could see them stealing one or two, making it a little interesting because Tatum does his thing in the playoffs, man. Ever since his rookie year, he hasn't really let us down, technically. He's been really up and then, like, average, but he hasn't really let us down, so... I don't know. I think they, I don't, what do you think? You think they can scare him or? I mean, yeah, listen, I, I agree with you. Like, I think it's going to be entertaining. I'm curious to see Brooklyn in a seven game series. Like they're really good. Okay. Right. Like, but we haven't seen those three play like, mm-hmm. and obviously we haven't seen them play in the playoffs. So what's it going to, what's it going to look like? And Brad Stevens is getting crushed all year, but let's not overlook Brad Stevens against Steve Nash coaching. Mm-hmm. Brad Stevens is the reason why like the Bucks had issues in the playoffs, like his ability to game plan and do things out of the box exactly. in the postseason that other coaches don't do that could steal him a game. Tatum can steal him a game. So yeah. Would I be shocked if it goes like six and it's entertaining and competitive? Like, nah, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Well, and, and I know I kind of want to switch gears here, but I know um, both of the two of you, Ryan and uh, Manny are Sixers guys. So I just want, you know, I'll, I'll give it to Ryan first, but your thoughts on, on Sixers actually being this one seed, your best case scenario for who they see first round, because I think wouldn't they see, I'm a Knicks guy, so like wouldn't they see if the Knicks go past, if the Knicks go past Atlanta, wouldn't they see them? Yeah, the winner of that right? Yeah. The second round, yeah. So yeah, best case yeah, scenario yeah. for you, because I know we still have these play-ins, but for you, for what the Sixers can would see. I mean, I, I've been on the, the Wizards bandwagon a little bit just because – what Westbrook did to end the year was awesome. But after last night, like the Sixers shouldn't have any trouble against whoever they end up with. Like they're, they're just that much better, you know? So for me, it's like, all right, let's see what they do in the Eastern conference finals. They have a walk to the Eastern conference finals. In the what? Slow down some G, slow down some G. You make up my heart. Listen, I love the Knicks too. I'm, I'm all aboard the Knicks. So am I. Get on board. They're going to (laughs) win. They're going to beat the Hawks. Yes, they are. And they're going to give the Sixers some problems. Problems. I'm scared but of this them. Is no, this is no disrespect to the Knicks. They they don't have enough tools in the toolbox to beat a, the Sixers yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's so either. They also just don't have the playoff experience. Yeah. I mean, Nerlens Noel carries them in playoff games um, out of that starting lineup. I mean, I think it's like 16 games at everybody there and he has 12 of them yeah. and Peyton has the other four or something crazy like that right. or Bullock some one of them um 
But yeah, so so but nah, bro. I just the thing about what? the Sixers that 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 just there's this there's this nine letter eight letter word that starts with H and it ends with K, and I just constantly with Philly sports I have PTSD, man. And that heartbreak, I just feel like it's always on the horizon. Heartbreak. I was like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, I just, we have a favorable draw, right? A really favorable draw. Yeah. Just the only thing that scares me is, say we play a team like, I think the Wizards could low-key give us a couple, a little problem. Maybe five games, maybe six on a buzzer beater or some crazy shit. Yeah. We, if, we, if they take us long, I see the Knicks handling the Hawks in five, personally. Yeah, easy. If easy. they're fresh, if they're fresher than us, more amped up than us, hungrier than us, I just I'm afraid. I I'm afraid because I know how this story ends. I don't. As a Philadelphia sports fan, the one thing I hate more than anything is looking ahead because I've learned over my 22 years of living the worst thing you can do as a Philadelphia sports fan when the chips are down is look ahead. So I just ah I just take it really slow. I really take this shit round game by game with the Sixers because ah. Huh. I don't know, man. You you should, but once again, like the NBA, a knock on it, and I, I love the seven game series because I'm a hoops guy. But the the better team wins. wins nine out of ten times. The better team wins. Like, yeah, can the Knicks be a little bit more rested and a little bit more amped and punch the Sixers in the jaw game one, and then play a tight game four, and there's two wins right there. Like, yeah, like yeah. The Knicks could scare him a little bit and take him six, maybe seven. They're not going to win four out of seven. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. You know, it, 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 and I have a ton of concerns about the 76ers, a ton. And when you want me to get into them, I will. But <laughs> it's they set themselves up right now. They set themselves up right now to get to the at least the conference finals. The thing about the Sixers it's that too easy. The thing about the Sixers that gives me really favorable vibes is first and first and foremost that we have three defensive player of the year guys on their team hands down second of all two of those guys can guard any guard in the league in my opinion all the top dogs are going to run into besides the bucks i mean the nets guard heavy if you want to say in the finals suns jazz guard heavy i mean i think for whatever we're gonna the, the, the um if it's possible the nick i mean not the Knicks, the um the hawks guard heavy i think any kind of matchup we have is besides maybe the nets is favorable and also in a defensive like a defensive side of the ball because we can match up with literally anyone. Ben Simmons, there was a uh, – I seen something on Twitter the other day. God damn it, on my phone. But it was – they were talking about the defensive player of the year debate, and they were saying how uh, Rudy Gobert is obviously like the runaway, which is bullshit. But <laughs> Ben Simmons has guarded – I think it was like possession-wise, it was like 600 more times he guarded a guard and about like maybe 30 to 40 more times he's guarded a big. And he's not the defensive player of the year candidate. Like, I think Ben Simmons is the most versatile defender in the league. Mix him with a guy like Matisse Thibel and, and, and Joel Embiid. I just don't – there's no one on the offensive side of the ball that I'm really afraid of. Do I think we can keep up with a team like the, the Nets offensively? No, hell no. If, 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 Drew and, if Drew and Giannis get their thing going, the little – figure out how, what they do with the ball there, if they get going on offense, can we keep up with them? I don't think so. I think our best shot is holding teams under 110. And just seeing how the ball rolls from there, man. And I think the Sixers are capable of doing that every series, honestly. I see. Yeah. Well, I see for, um, you know, you were talking about the Ryan was talking about like that Knicks series, and I just see that that I think that this can. You were saying that they can scare them, and I think they can only because this is a perfect, like, series for them to start out in the playoffs. They're playing against the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know. Who, per- be careful with perfect. 
I honestly I think it is because them beating the Celtics in the final game of the year gave him that four seed right. and put him in this position. And for most of that team, they have zero, yeah. zero, zero playoff experience. So to go against a team like the Hawks, where they can, like you said, win in, in potentially five games, right. then they come in with that momentum and then possibly, like you said, Ryan, get two games. Mm-hmm. So I just think that, I mean, I think you're selling the Sixers like way shorter than they are because the other thing too is like they are like you can't be that upset right now when the Sixers are a number one. I love seed. them. I, I like, love them. I love them. I just have PTSD, man. I really do. I really do. I was at I was at Game Six two years ago when we blew out the Raptors and it seemed like there was nothing was gonna get in our way from stop going to the finals. That team was built perfectly. I seen it all, and then I seen Jimmy take the steal, go the other way. Tie the game up, and then I seen Kawhi come down and hit the three. And I don't. I just get. Ah, I just. I'm damaged. Okay, I'm damaged. I'm sorry. I'm damaged. I'm damaged. Yeah, but you can't realistically feel damaged about the Sixers against the the Knicks or Hawks or Wizards. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty Everyone's hard. Everyone's healthy. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Do we see something from um from Miami, Ryan? Do you see anything there that yeah. could potentially be another scare? I mean, let's not let's not forget. I mean, this we don't obviously don't have bubble Jimmy. We don't have bubble Jimmy, but I think there's something there. He could come alive. Is there something there with uh, with Miami that maybe could happen? Because I know a lot of the favors here. I think that at least what I've been saying is Bucks heavy, Bucks heavy, Bucks heavy. Giannis mm-hmm. is although he's not going to win MVP again, can still put like this is a great situation for the Bucks to be in because they're not that number one seed where they can just be like a one and done, like they mm-hmm. you know or or not make it. I like the Heat a lot. They've been playing some good ball down the stretch to end the regular season. They're clicking at the right time. Not surprised. They, you know, I mentioned Brad Stevens. Spolstra's legit. Eric Spo is one of the better coaches in the NBA. So, yeah, they've given the Bucks problems before. I, I think the Bucks have grown and they're better from the previous postseason failures or shortcomings, whatever you want to call it. But, man, I mean, I, I looked at that series, and then I looked at the West 3-6 matchup mm-hmm. as two series that don't be surprised if the six-seed wins. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be – I'm not on any Bucks bandwagon anymore until they show me in the playoffs otherwise. That, that's just the bottom line. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, the Bucks this year. No, dude, you just had the MVP the past two years. Their, their regular season style of play does not translate. Mm-hmm. They have talent. I think Drew Holiday helps them a lot. Um, but Miami's gonna gonna give them problems. I think that's a that's a series that goes seven either way, Easy. either way. So I I think Miami could could steal that one too. Absolutely. Only thing that scares me about the Bucks this year is that they failed so much, right, with so much expectation. So I feel like this is the year that they're kind of actually slept on for once. And I think that's something that's in the back of their mind. Obviously, what the Heat did to them in the bubble has to be in the back of their mind. I I could see I could see the Bucks coming out. I, I could see it going seven easily. But I could see uh, the Bucks win like an easy six, like not because like, easy six yeah. is subjective. But you know what I mean? Like their no, wins, their wins are wins, but they lose some close games. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I-, I could see it going that way too. I think this year, like just even based off what we've been talking about, and I said this a few times already this week. This year, the postseason is finally like really good. It's open, <laughs> like, open as hell. 
Like it is open, bro. Mm-hmm. It is open. You can say the Lakers are going to run away with it and maybe, but maybe not like, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. you can say the nets are going to run away with it, but I, I don't know. Like there's no, there's no 2013, 2014, whatever year it was 2013. I think it's the year they lost golden state warriors team right, where it's like, right. all right, let's just get to the finals. Right, like, right, the right, Suns right. can lose in the first round. The Suns can come out of the West. Right. Like, right. Portland can get swept. Portland can beat Denver. Like, yeah. th- th- I don't know. I think it's going to be really good ball this year for the first time in a while. It's open. There's one more question I got to ask you. I need your opinion on this really badly because this is another team. They have two guys that if they get hot, I could see them in the Western Conference Finals and even the finals. What are your What are your thoughts on what the Clippers did to end the season to kind of duck and dodge certain teams? I don't know. I, I mean – did they do that? I guess they did. I mean, I mean, it's the Rockets. It's the Rockets, bro. It's the Rockets. I know, Twice. but like, but did they dodge someone intentionally or did they just say, we don't care where we end up. We're taking this night off. Right. Like that could have been. I right. think it was portrayed that right. they were like, we don't want to face a, we don't want to face these guys. We want to just, of course. or it's almost, and it's also to your point there, it's also like resting too. Right. But I, I think it was portrayed like that. And when you did ask that, I was like, immediately, I was like, yeah, I think they, they chose to do that. You're like, they chose, I, they permanently chose to lose key, this game. Key though, like, I'm not going to say I hate it. I kind of, I don't want to say I like, it's weird. I don't know if I like it or if I, I don't, I don't hate it. It's so it. similar to the Eagles week 17. Yes, uh, yes. Exactly. Which pissed me it's off because so I was a Giants similar, fan. Dude. Yeah, it's like, know. all right, like. What are we knocking them for? Right. Like, they, let them do what they want. Like, yeah. this is Brad, This is chess. It's not exactly. checkers. Like, yeah. they, oh, they don't want to go up against LeBron and AD. Like, why that's a bad would thing. Yeah, why would you? you know like, I mean? who cares? Like, yeah, because now, now, now the Warriors have to deal with it. Exactly. So that's my because I've seen a lot of people on social media like really up in arms, like the integrity of basketball, my sport. I've never played past twelve years old. Like, all right, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I don't like this. This little strategic, the little strategic things going on the chess moves. Like, I personally kind of like. I don't want to say I love it, but I don't hate it. I, that stuff keeps me keeps me watching. Those are the storylines you watch throughout the playoffs. Like, ooh, like these guys try to duck and like see when they, you know what I mean. I don't know. I kind of like it. So, like, what do you want? Why slapping the floor in Game Seventy Two against Houston? Like right, picking up the court, right, like right. Stupid. And then, and then that also wouldn't have made it as to your point. You know, the playoffs being this open and this good. Mm-hmm. Like, if those guys were to play those games, get hurt. But it's all back to the, you know, not overplaying, right. load management, load management, yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, but the last thing I will ask you, Ryan, is I know it's uh, I know it's still way too early to ask this, uh, but we won't see you probably until it's over. Uh, is is there a? I don't. I'm not saying for you to give us a pick, but is there maybe a team or two from the East and West that you can give us for a finals? This does not have to be a final answer, but maybe it's on wax, but it's not on wax. <laughs> <laughs> on the record, off the record, what you want me to pick? Just the a fi- finals, yeah. like your finals matchup, and then and then a winner if you feel comfortable doing that. Because again, we're still yeah. not even have that. We still don't even have these matchups set. Yeah, it's um, like I said, it's really tough with this year. And if I have to go on the record right now with a pick, I'm going to go with the Lakers coming out of the West because I just don't see anyone beating them if LeBron and AD stay on the floor. I, I, I don't. I don't trust the Clippers. I like the Clippers. If, if LeBron and AD and that team is a little shaky, I need to see that first, though. So I, I have to go with the Lakers until I'm proven – Otherwise, 
Um, and I think it's very possible I'm pro- proven otherwise. Maybe that's a cop out, but that's just me keeping I mean, it they're, real. They're, they're one nicker bump away from one of those two courses being out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, and, and I agree with that. So, I let me just like disclaim it with this if it's not the Lakers, I think it's the Clippers. Solid. Um, because I think they are going to bounce back from last year in the bubble, and I'll I'll ride Kawhi if I can't ride LeBron. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm I'm good with that. Uh, and then in the East, man, I don't want to be boring, but I'm probably going to go Brooklyn. Like for the Sixers to take out Brooklyn in seven games, Embiid's going to have to have minimum two games where it's historic. 40 at least 40 and 10 but you, yeah no, i understand and he can do that mm-hmm. and he can do that but it's gonna have to be like we're talking about it after the game like yo like brooklyn does not have an answer for him yeah you know like, what's funny not- ryan that you say that because me and my dad were on the golf course last week and we we're having a conversation about the net sixers possible matchup and he's like you know in, in 01 like you were too young to remember but you know one when we played the lakers Everyone knew we were going to lose. Like, pretty much everyone knew we were going to lose. So, when he's like, when we won that first game, he said he was literally crying. Like, he just couldn't believe it. Like, oh, my God, we have a chance. Like, And he was saying, with the Nets, it's a similar feeling, but he actually believes that they can win that series. Like, it's going to take – it's not going to take as much as that 0-1 team, but it's the gap is there. But he thinks it's, it's more plausible that the Sixers win that series. Would you say it's a yeah. kind of similar kind of thing there? Yeah, I mean, I look at that game like I have Iverson stepping over Ty Lue in my bedroom, like blown up. I have it as my phone background. Like that's Philly fans who lived that moment. Like that's like as close to a championship, that one game that you're going to get as a Philly fan. So it's like that magnified. Like it's going to take that effort over seven games for the Sixers. But this Sixers team is way better than that. Old way one better. Team. Way more complete. You know, it's just if Brooklyn's healthy, man, Embiid, Embiid can do that for a couple games, but then they're going to start doubling and can exactly. Seth Curry, can Danny Green and Tobias Harris knock down shots. How much of a liability is Ben going to be on offense? Exactly. Like there's a lot of questions there. Yeah. I'm probably, we could go on forever about that. So you, I mean, you can't even be like a little bit biased, like just saying something about the six, like Sixers making it there. Not, not even like a little no, bit. It's just, like, it's, it's, no, bro. You no, gotta, it's, it's the monsters from space jam. Bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's only so much you can do to try to go against them. I mean, there's even, there's only so many different, like one thing I'm interested to see with the Sixers is like, our team's going to start intentionally fouling Ben. He's been shooting the foul shot a lot better this year. I think he's at like 70 something percent. Like he's not shooting bad, but in a pressure situation, have we seen it? I don't know. That's a question that still has to be answered. And I think a team like the Nets, like, if if they're doubling, if they're doubling and beat or not doubling and beat, I think you're gonna see Ben get fouled a lot. I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I'm just uh, I'm a nervous wreck just thinking about it. <laughs> ben Ben, forget shooting foul shots. Just real quick, we haven't seen him dribble the basketball in the playoffs. Facts. He got he got taken out in that Boston Celtics series three years ago. They had to go to T.J. McConnell. Facts. Steal one game. The next year, it was all Jimmy Butler. Facts. And last year, he was out. In the bubble. So we haven't seen him dribble the basketball. And he playoffs. has to be the pri- primary ball handler this year because they thought it was going to be Shake Milton a couple years ago, but we've seen it can't be Shake Milton in high-pressure situations being primary ball handler. So it's got to be Ben now. I Oh, yeah, that makes me nervous, man. I think I think it's for him, though. I think our brand of basketball, him pushing it up and stealing points the way he can with those long lob passes and take some three dribbles to get to the opposite fucking baseline. Like I, don't, I, I think it might be favorable for us to have Ben finally at the helm every possession now i don't know though still makes me nervous we'll see yeah we will see ryan thank you so much for your thank time you, thank you man as always we appreciate you so much keep doing your thing we'll be in touch 
Um, I mean, you've been so great to us, so we appreciate you so, so, so much. True. Anytime, really. guys. Love, love talking with you guys. I appreciate it, man. Keep doing your thing. Thank For you. Sure, man. See you soon, man. Appreciate you. Yep. Later. How lucky are we? I know this Zoom. I don't even know how that's possible. This that's damn. my that's my dog. Yes, sir. That's my dog for real. Dude, I mean, we got uh, this. I said it last week, but we are really lucky to have like the people that we know and the people that can the connections for these people to get us in contact uh, with these people. So fortunate to have him again, show him what we've been doing, the progress that we've made in, in three short months. Um, you know, just great to see people like that. And obviously that's someone that I think that I think that we can say is someone that will that will be with us for for a long long time as we he's continue gonna, to do he, this. He's he's gonna the funny. I mean, he he does his thing, man. Like you seen the little shirt he had. It was I know shirt. prop swap. Yeah, little new balance shirt too. Yes, like, bro, you out here making money moves. Like it, it's just it's cool to see when you get linked up and network with different guys in the industry. Like you guys all kind of level up together. Yeah, yeah. We see him going exactly. too. Exactly. No, dude, I it's, like it's real that. Real cool to see, man. It's real cool to see. So shout shout out Ryan, bro. That's really my dog. Yeah, dog. love that guy. All right, so let's go to PGA post interview. I guess not. It wasn't really an interview. Just talking about the play and stuff. Um, but let's talk about the PGA Championship. I'm actually really excited. We get another major to talk about again. Like we said in the beginning, last time we talked about this was uh, the Masters, and again, we were not in person. Number one, and I love saying it now because we I can. Yeah, you know? we were not in person. We were not doing video, and we didn't have the best microphones in the goddamn game. Facts. Okay, how about that? Um, okay, so PGA Championship this weekend. I made a little um, some picks on who I like and who I think is gonna um, take it take this home. I'm not picking like a straight winner. I'm I'm picking someone that or, or a couple guys that I think are going to win or who I'm personally rooting for. And Manny knows who I like. You know, I'm a big Jordan Spieth guy. I've been since you know that 2014, 2015, 2016 run when he was really really good. Um, and then when he fell off, it was kind of like scary because you're like dude i've been following that like like where did he go big roy mcelroy guy he won the last uh coming coming off a big win course right at yeah he so there it's in uh kiowa island in south carolina he won the last one there i'm 100 sure really i'm not i see i I don't want to say last one the last pga tournament that was pga championship that was there i'm pretty sure that's the one he won was that 2012 i was a young lad you were young we i was a i stopped saying that i was a young (laughs) lad with you well your birthday's in what december March, sorry, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mixed yeah. you up with somebody else. I'm not gonna say the name, yeah, but yeah. I mixed you up with somebody else. You're March, sorry. Um, okay. To, uh, to to prove you right, you are you are correct. 2012 PGA Good Championship, job, same Good island. Job. Rory won. Nice. Okay. And so so talking about the PGA Championship, um, I am. There's two guys I'm picking, and I did just mention their names. I'm picking Rory, Rory McIlroy for that, and this is gonna be his fifth major if he gets the job done. Um, I also really like Jordan Spieth. And you can arguably say for Jordan Spieth that this is he's having the best year out of anyone right now. Like mm-hmm. just this year alone. Obviously, you have your top golfers, mm-hmm. right? You know, you got your Justin Thomas at the top, and you got Bryson DeChambeau at the top. Um, Xander, Xander Shoffley's up there at the top. But Jordan Spieth may not be up there in the, in the world rankings and the FedEx Cup standings. But this year alone, personally, I think he's having one of the best years out of everybody on the tour. So I'm having him. And if. I'm picking him as well, and if he does do this, this will, like, if, if Spieth wins this, this will be, he will complete the career Grand Slam, winning all those majors. Mm-hmm. So that would be sick, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that this could be that important. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know this this could be 
like huge for him and his career. Yeah, before and you were saying this, I was like, I was in the back of my mind. I was like, I hope he says that because this is the one. This is crazy. Like I didn't know. I didn't know it was that. Yeah. Like it could the potential for this to be as. I mean, I'm sure it is serious, but the potential for that to be as serious as it really could be. And I'm sure you know, in the back of his mind, he has that all the way in the back. Oh yeah. But he doesn't want to think about that because he's got a long weekend. Um, but and then I also like these are like that top three there. So like I can't talk about Jordan Spieth without saying Justin Thomas, right? So I am going to um, put Justin Thomas on that list as well. A lot of people like John Rahm this weekend, and I think you bet on him on the Masters. Oh, no, we were talking because he had the kid. Yeah, I, didn't, right. I, I was saying watch out for Rahm. I didn't bet on him now. But for me, this tournament, how do you pronounce the course? Kiowa or whatever? Ki- Kiowa. Kiowa. 7,800 yards. I think it's the longest course on the tour. So my guys like you like Rom a bomber. I like him yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you need bit. to shambo those long hitters. I don't like Bryson. People are liking my my guy. My guy that I do like, and I'm a homer. Whatever I said it for the Masters too, but I like Cameron. I like Cameron Chant this weekend a lot. Do you? One of the best bombers. One, he hits the one of the best drivers on the tour. Seventy eight hundred. Well, because a lot of people are talking about the long hitters too, and that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. You just said that because a lot of people are saying. Xander Shoffley because he's averaging I was gonna get to over three hundred. It's like three hundred two point eight or something. I was gonna get me, to Xander on the sole fact that I wasn't gonna pick Xander to win or necessarily do well. What I was gonna say about Xander was I'm really paying attention to how he bounces back because we saw what he did in his last major when he had opportunity to win. That's right. And golf is goddamn ninety percent mental. Do you think about shit like that when you're out there? Like, do you remember the last time you were on 16, a stroke down, and do and what you choke, do? Or, or do you respond to the pressure and become a way better, way different golfer? He's one of the guys I'm watching. Cameron's one of the guys I'm watching. I <sighs> I also want to say that I want to keep an eye on last year's winner. Yeah. The defending champion, Colin Marikawa. Yeah. I love Colin. And the, the young gun. Love I me mean, Colin. Love he, me he's Colin. he's not. Um, and those shots last year during that PGA Championship that he was hitting, you know, I think it was seventeen. Out of his mind. Like I think it was it was like a long par three, seventeen. He just clears over that bunker and then it just trickles right over near the hole. Um, the young gun. We obviously can say that this hasn't been a great follow up year from that's last it. year, but he's still some dude that's fun to watch. And this is a major. This is very important for people to be keeping their eyes on their select golfers because this is just such a huge weekend. Right. Like we, people aren't really paying a lot of attention to these, these every weekend, you know, day in and day out, weekend and weekend out of these tournaments. But when a major comes up, everyone's paying attention. Right. And I know, I know we have Ryder cup this, this uh, year too. So just again, these things that people that aren't following every weekend, which is myself, you know, I'm, I'm seeing what the standings are, but I'm not, watching thursday friday saturday sunday every single weekend and i I can i can say like for myself i I would like to think that not a lot of people are doing the same thing right not a lot of people are watching thursday friday saturday sunday even if you have it on for 10 minutes on thursday and you can say oh i did well i saw a couple shots like Mm -hmm. no one's really doing that so when you have a major like this or like the masters everyone's gonna watch so i'm just really excited to see this again because I, i just don't like listen I have my favorite guys, man. I'm a I'm a Homer golf fan. All right, I'm sorry, but my guy Tone he needs one. My guy Tony Finau has been. I think he's finished top ten in his last ten out of twelve majors he's been in. No Ws. I need my guy to get one, bro. I need him to get one. He's he's. I could like when he's on. He's a top five most talented golfer on the tour. 
and it's, it's it's undisputed that when he's on, Tony's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's just that that question of when he's on. But I think it's this is another course how it's so, where it's so long, it opens up the course for guys like him. Opens up the course for guys like the Shamba. Not a big Shamba guy right now though, but. Uh, Tony's another guy I always look out well, for. Mentally, I don't think DeChambeau has that in him. That's, that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, Augusta plays is a par seventy-five. All right, dude. He was he was um like his mental game right now was me like four years ago. Yeah, I had the same mental game. I get so pissed what off. What the fuck did he said he said he said Augusta was a par sixty what for him like a sick par. Yeah, because he he like hits that? the ball so hard. Like, but like here's the thing. How, like, I don't want to get too far into this because this is not, like, PGA Championship related, but, like, how durable is that swing? Honestly. How, it's, it's a durable, big dude, Durable, bro. I should say. Really, what I should, the, the actual word I, I was looking for was sustainable. How sustainable is that goddamn swing? It's not. When you drink seven protein shakes a day, I don't know what's not but sustainable. But look, look back here. Look in that back area. You can see yeah. it over here with the wide shot. There you are. There you are. You can see it. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I get you want to be the long ball hitter, but driver wedge every you know every hole. I mean, we saw Dustin Johnson was able to do that driver wedge. He's not hitting it his as knees, far. His knees messed up now, though. But like he's still able to play. He was a number one golfer at one point. Um, I you know like that I'm looking out for DJ because that knee's lagging. But I think I, I need really to see some. Him, and, and I think he can bounce back. Talking about Colin, like we did, you know, a couple minutes ago, how he hasn't been the best this season. Um. You know, Kepka's coming off the injury, and yep. he's not the best either. So, freaking playing Dave Portnoy now to bounce back. That's I know just that's a bad what we, we did. Too. We're <laughs> bad he's spot. playing lefty to play against uh, Dave Portnoy for quarter million dollars in uh, charity for the for the I think it's for the charity of the winner's choice quarter million dollars. Uh, back to Bryson, bro. When he swings, I feel like he's gonna break his fucking arm. He holds the club like oh straight. Well, cause yeah, cause and it's the it's the whip. It's the, like, I wonder bro. what what his swing speed actually is. I mean, like, he, he's, gotta a be math, like he's a math He records it every fucking <laughs> swing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I'm just really excited for this weekend. Excited to see these golfers come out. I'm going to be tuning in. Today, we're recording on a Wednesday. So, this time tomorrow, um, we'll be... we'll be. I know I'll be sitting watching and um, seeing what these guys do. And I like how Thursday, Friday is. And even Saturday, because it's all... You know, the cut has not been made before the weekend. So, you're getting golf, like... It's like March Madness. You get yeah. golf the entire day. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday and then even Sunday, you're like, oh, I have to wait till like 2 o'clock until we start right. coverage. Like, come on, dude. Will, Will the Thrills Al Torres is in the field for this, right? Uh, what's I, it, um, what the hell is his name on the the Happy Gilmore's Caddy? Is that, oh what, is, was that, was that what it was? That's what it was. Yeah, is, yeah, is that yeah, just yeah, – did he have a name in the movie or was it like a – Definitely did, bro. I, I forget, though. They were making memes of him. But, yeah, he's, I'm pretty sure he's back in the field. And he was he, – he's – he has a lot of talent. He has a lot of talent. Performing like that in a major. I know we talked about this on um that uh, Masters the show episode. The Masters show. Like performing on like that. Saying, they were saying that his putter was his weak his weakness, but in the Masters he was a top three putter for the weekend. So I don't if he can play anywhere similar to where he played at that course. I Hell yeah, dude. Can't see him having too many issues out here. I'm not saying he's gonna win it, but top fifteen, top ten, you'll see him on the board. I hope. Because yeah. I really like that kid. And and um uh, we're gonna move to Kwame Brown here, but I will say I can lock this in. Um, I do want to do maybe a little post thing, even if it's like five minutes just on PGA. Have to. On the championship um, next week. Just because, um, you know, it's a major. I want to do a little post uh, post coverage on that. So we'll get into that uh, next week. But for now, let's go to Kwame Brown. 
Manny has to give me all this bullshit. Oh, Lord. Let me sit up for this, man. Oh, God. Okay. I Because I don't... Like, you just tell uh, me because I literally have no... Like, I don't really... I've I think the Twitter. real question... I think the real question is, is did MJ make Kwame Brown cry? Yikes. MJ didn't make Kwame Brown Look, cry. Did MJ actually, make Kwame Brown cry? That, M- MJ, you actually sat MJ, up for that, bro. You actually sat up for that. MJ started the narrative that Kwame Brown has small small hands and he can't move, which is just, just false, but... Yeah, when you start spitting, when you start spitting, because again, I don't, I don't have any like we talked about. I saw the Twitter, I saw the live stream or whatever, but like I don't really know too much. When you start spitting, because you told me you were gonna go off, say that right there, look right there for that, bro. Listen, so it starts like this, man. So my my guys, my guys, Gilbert Arenas, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, they have a nice little podcast called All the Smoke. I'm sure all of you are aware of it. They they talk about the ins and outs of the fraternity the NBA is. It's a really interesting show, honestly. Um, I watched a couple episodes. I'm not a I'm not an avid listener, but I'll peep it here and there. But there was a there's one episode they had Jeannie Bus on there. Jeannie Bus, owner of the Lakers. She talked about a trade where they traded Marcus and Kwame Brown. And when she said that, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson cut her off and said that was a one player trade. Basically trying to say that Kwame wasn't a player in the trade because he was that bad. Cool, dude. Cool. Understood. Then Kwame comes on, goes on YouTube Live for an hour and 15 minutes. And that was probably the most entertaining and interesting hour and 15 minutes I've watched in my life. This man sat back with his Besides this podcast. Besides this podcast. That man sat back with his hookah and spilled the tea like my old auntie would say. (laughs) So basically, you got three grown men. And we're going to add in Stephen A too because he went in on Stephen A. Four grown men. Trashing this dude's name on the airwaves. Stephen A's been doing it for years. Now think about what I thought about is how like what this did to the public because we all know Kwame Brown as the biggest bust of all time. Eighteen years old out of high school, only a number one draft pick out of high school. All those implications, right? But when you think about it, like you gotta watch what you listen to and what you believe because if you just look up Kwame Brown's career, I mean, how much are a bust of you? How much of a bust are you if you put your mom in a house at eighteen on the golf course? You played 12 years. You averaged 22 minutes. Your best year was 10.7 rebounds. Not horrible. Honestly, okay, you didn't live up to your expectations, but let's be honest here. We've seen worse bust. Anthony Bennett, Jaleel Okafor. I don't. I uh, feel like I've seen worse bust than, than Kwame Brown recently, very recently. Um, yeah. So I just don't understand, man. I don't, under, I don't understand the hatred be, they have. Not the hatred, but the hate they have towards them because Kwame Brown was telling stories where there was a time where they were in Magic City and Gilbert Arenas was about to get robbed. And the guy had him up on the wall and Kwame Brown came and saved him. Different situations where Steven Jackson was in situations and, and Kwame was the first one to have, to have his back. And to have dudes, grown men, mind you, grown-ass men. I think I'm a grown man. They're grown, like gray out the beard, like stacked by. Like, you're a grown-ass man. Yeah, yeah. Talking about a dude like this. It's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, it changed my perspective about a lot of things. And especially how people handle situations like... I love social media. I love what it does for us. But uh, your first reaction, Stephen Jackson, is to hop back on live? You guys are both talking to each other on the show like, yeah, I know you in real life, and I know you in real life. So your response is, let me hop on live and show how tough I am to my viewers instead of calling Kwame Brown up and being like, bro, can we hash this out? That's just something I don't... You know what the fuck I do. Yeah, if I we know. have any issues, I, I don't text yeah. you. I call you. I don't do none of... That, so I don't... Yeah. That's the thing I just don't understand, man. And And... We've I've walked through my whole life thinking that Kwame Brown was a bust, or not thinking, but like 
really believe in it just because of what I've heard over and over and over and yeah. over and over again. And I mean, you can have your definition. You can think he's a bust. I mean, he hasn't didn't live up to a number one draft picks expectations, but had a good long career, made his money, put his, took care of his family. I mean, when it comes down to it, when you think about a a kid that comes from an impoverished area, he told a story one time about how he had no shoes walking home. He played somebody for his shoes, got the shoes, beat him, and walked home. Think about a kid like that. All he wants to do is make it to the league to take care of his mama. He don't he don't care about the Hall of Fame. He don't care about all the accolades, all the fame, and all that. He don't care about that stuff. That's why you don't see Kwame Brown on camera now. He doesn't care. He just wants to take care of his peoples. And I think, like, for a dude that seems like that good of a guy, that wholesome of a dude that just wants to take care of his people, for him to get so much hate is just blatantly wrong to me. And, like, for people to actually know Kwame Brown and they were with him for 12, 13 years when he was in the league, and still talk about someone's name like that. That was just I didn't I just did not like it, man. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't really understand it. It seems like the nail was in the coffin. We knew, you know, we knew what Kwame Ren was in the NBA. He retired in 2012. It's 2021. We're really still talking about this shit. Exactly. Like we're exactly. we're you know, the guy the guy has gotten his fair share of, you know, hate, I'm sure. And I'm sure people are still giving it to him. But three grown men who are in the same situation as him and obviously succeeded more than he did. Um, and we're, and we're still, you know, we opened the coffin, we took the nail out of the coffin, opened it and then reclosed it. Like, you know, I don't really see the point here. And the point, one thing that, uh, Steven Jackson said too, on his live, he was like, your career was trash and your life was trash too. Bro, don't come at another grown man's life that put his mama in the house, took care of his people, yeah. does things for He's got a better now. life than us. Well, like, because the one thing I heard in that live that Steven Jackson was saying was, he was like, look like. You were tra- like, here's the difference between you and I. Like, I can trash your basketball career, but you can't trash mine because you were like higher than me and you didn't live up to it. And I was lower than you and went way up. So he's like, That's just how I- it works. Like, so he's like, so I can talk on this and this, but you know. I mean, the media. One thing I heard too, I didn't even get to, I don't know how I didn't get to this, but Steven Jackson really had the wherewithal to say on live airwaves. To thousands of people said, yes, Kwame Brown, I paid for women, but I never paid for security. What? Yeah, because he said, because he was like, like, what do you have on me? What do you have on me? What? He was like, you have, you, what you, you know, like, he was like, okay, everybody knows I paid for women. I paid for sex. <laughs> like, I flew out strippers. I flew out strippers is what he said. He's like, everybody knew that. So that's not a dig to me. And he's like, but then to your point, he's like, I didn't pay to have people walking around with me. Like, oh, if I'm seven feet tall, making millions of dollars and everywhere I go, people know who I am. I'm having people walking around with me. Would rather pay for security than pay for women that already know who I am. So, Steven Jackson, I have a question for you. Are you not good with women? You are. Are you shy in public? (laughs) Do you have a small wiener? (laughs) Tell him. Are you nervous? Dude, Dude, look, yo, 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 be careful. Be careful. All the smoke might, might shit on our show next. all the smoke. If you want to uh, give me the publicity, we can go Let's back go. and forth about this. Who am I? I don't know either. We can go back and forth. I'm just saying, if it in the in the grand scheme of things, if I'm making money, money. If I'm making Stephen Jackson <laughs> money, 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 I'm dominating the league. I'm dominating the podcast space. I'm making Stephen Jackson money. Yeah, I'm not paying for women. Who Who are you? Do we I'm mess a, with Matt Barnes though? That's the real question. I mean, the dude. The dude I didn't even get to. I didn't even get to Matt Barnes. Did, I didn't even get to. He did drive ninety miles. He I didn't did even get to ninety miles. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes has the has the has also the audacity to come at Kwame Brown's life when he said, on air, there was only one NBA player that 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 hit my wife. Only one. 
says that. But here, here's only the thing. one. You take her back. Only one says that on air. Only one. Actually, I don't know if that was on air, but he did say well, whatever. It. Like they, that's still like I don't. These dudes, man. Listen, bro. I, I mean, I guess we're adding to the gossip. I guess, but these grown ass men that know each other gossiping about each other like this, bro. It just it it blows my mind. It makes you think, bro. Is it really for the the beef or is it for the publicity? I think what did I think in his um his uh Kwame Brown's Instagram live, I think he was saying stuff like that, like how it was like you know. The you guys are doing this just for social media. Stuff. Kwame and Kwame Brown did say didn't he was I, like didn't I, he was like didn't all the that? episodes on the episodes you guys brought me up and didn't bring me up. You guys got the same amount of views or pretty much the same views. So like his know. yeah his I think weird, I think he, one of his arguments was like you're using my name like for clout basically right. for like to get to get your guys show and views. not have me on the show to defend myself. And they and they resurrected the hate. It's not even like this is new shit. Like they right. they they, they took what, they took what we've been saying for a long but then, time. That's like bro, you said, it's been lie, over bro. With. I've heard Stephen A. bring up Kwame Brown in a joking way, but like this was like recent, like last couple of years. You know, and then and comparison then, wise, it makes saw, sense if you're gonna use his name. But you saw what he, what Kwame Brown said. I think this was another Instagram live. He was like, "Oh, like you know." Sign a waiver. You don't have to sign a waiver, Stephen A. We can to, meet yeah. in Seattle. You don't have to sign a waiver to like. <laughs> Fisticuffs, like. bro. He, he said, <laughs> and he, he said, I don't forget the exact quote, but it was like, you don't have to sign a waiver to to engage in combat. With yeah, in any man that says that, like, it, and you just the words fighting as engaging in combat, just just lay off him, bro. He got yeah. a different pain. He really wants or, to, do or it. like, he's like, you don't have to sign a waiver. No, you're like, cool. You're I'm good. Gonna, like, like that. Like, I'm go. Like that means like I'm going to maul you. Like, Stephen A, I love you too. Stephen A, I love you. Stephen A, you're my you're my inspiration, bro. But don't pick that fight, Stephen. Yeah, be careful. Wait, what I care did he say? You. I care about you. And I love you, Stephen A. I want to see you on first. He said something about his hair. He said his. He said ah. Uh, he said his. Yeah. He yeah. was like, you know, I'll I'll knock your like toupee off. Or yeah, nah. He said like, his toupee line. He was he was going at him. I just ah, that's my guy. Stephen A's my guy, so I can't do too much. Yeah, no, he is an inspiration. It's just um. But Stephen A came out and he said that uh, he said he's done. He's done joking about Kwame. He said after this, he will no longer mention his name. Because <laughs> Kwame is not about hey, that I mean, bullshit. Well, because, yeah, and, yeah. and like, I, I mean, I would like to say that we've kind of encountered in the same shit. When you speak up about it, yeah. people stop talking. And I know, Christian, you know what I'm talking about. You know, when you yeah, speak up about, you, when very you speak true. up, you know, if you're going to say that shit about me, you know, or about what, you know, those people do, then let us, let us have a rebuttal to it. <clears throat> and then they're like, oh, we're done with it. So it, it's I I understand it. We've 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 not been in the exact place, but we've been in a similar situation. We've very, been in in similar in similar situation. So just had to we get welcome that the out hate. Of the way. We Bring it on. Yeah. So um, I just that that whole story. I remember seeing that on social media, and I was looking at you, and you were like, because in our in our uh, pre-show meeting, we're like talking about like what we're, what we want to do, and when you said, I'm like, I remember I was like literally looking at PGA stuff, and I'm like. <laughs> You dropped Kwame Brown. I'm like, dude, I have no idea what so, you're we have talking to, I was about. like, we have to talk about it. We have I'm to, we literally have to on the other it. side of the fence. We have like, to talk about it. Let's talk about Jordan Spieth. And we're like, let's talk about it. It was blowing up on Twitter, bro. I was like, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. It's just insane. Like, bro, I, I feel I feel for him, bro. He has a 16-year-old kid that probably goes on social media and sees all the hate his dad gets while he's sitting in probably a million-dollar house while his dad's probably doing programs for all these kids, building boys and girls clubs that we don't even know about. And like... You know how much sixteen year olds are on social media, so yeah, especially now. But I one feel of like the, as a grown man, he had to nip that in the bud because he was silent for a long time. That's the other thing he said too. He's like, "I'm not on this social media bullshit or not, like something he he's said." Not. 
So he's like, you know, I don't like I don't. You can tell by the way he uses YouTube, bro. He'll walk. He's in his car with his do rag on on his phone on YouTube live, and I'm yeah. tuned in. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, that's gonna do it for this show, man. We we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Vendetta Sports Media. We'll have their links in the description. You can check out their website. Um, see what the articles that they're writing. Christian's been doing some. Uh, he's got some MLB articles on there as well. Um, you can check out all the other podcasts on there, and you can subscribe to their YouTube channel, Vendetta Sports Media. Um, we'll have that in the description as well. We're having a good time with them. We'll see what happens with what we're doing with them. Um, but for now, we're having fun with them. So we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys in the loop of what's going on. We appreciate them. And, and thank you so much to Tyler McGee. You are my brother, dude. Thank you so much. for. He's the reason why this all gets edited like this. He is the man. Um, we'll drop him. I think his his Twitter account is at Tyler underscore McGee. I don't know. He can fix that however the hell he wants. Maybe he's smiling right now editing this. But thank yes, you, brother. Sir. Put your shit in there. You know, you're the reason why why everybody gets to see us cutting back and forth. That's all him. So all love to him. Appreciate him for doing this. You can follow us, um, our producer, Christian Lathrop, at CLathrop34, Manny Ruffin, at Mucavelli, and myself, at AllDayAJ27. If you guys want to follow the shows, we got a lot of buzz going on Twitter right now, at Podcast. Head over there. And then if you want to see some clips, you guys can see the clips of, um, of Joe Piper from last week. That is at uh, A-D-E-D pod on Instagram. We also did just start a TikTok. I have to say that as well. Um, it's making these clips a little bit more dramatic with the sounds that we can put on there. Personally, I'm like falling in love with it. <laughs> but you can check that out. It's literally just the All Day Everyday Show on TikTok. You can see what we're doing there. We're going to try to do some other things that are not related to the show. Just like, you know, other TikTok things. Um, just to, you know, again, it's more content for us. And then for the for the... Different uh, demographic people out there on uh, on Facebook. You can check us out as well, uh, which is shout simply... Out, shout, shout out my old this. heads on that's Facebook, right. man. That's right. So that's simply the shout name out of the Manny's show. Aunt. Facts. Yeah, Facts. Yeah. Shout out, ew, Cousin Paul. What's up, baby? <laughs> we know a lot of people, like, like for example, Joe has a big following on Facebook So um, versus Twitter. So to have that, that can kind of give that, again, Christian giving me the big words last week. I couldn't even get it in my head myself. But demographic, so that was the word. So Facebook, you guys can see that as well. Um, again, that's simply the name of the show. Guys, we're having so much fun doing this. It's so much fun to sit here and, and do what we love. And personally for me, do what I love every single week. We're going to start to do some uh, some other announcements that we have coming later about everything with the show and what we're going to be doing. And obviously, we've talked about that. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but again, to have the lights here, to have the mics here, to just be doing this is, is so surreal. Um, and like I said last week, this is my job. This is this is what we do. This is what we do. So hopefully we can uh, keep this ride going, keep this train pumping, and, uh, and you know anything is possible when you put your mind to it. So keep that, keep that in your heads. We're going so far. Just get hop on board. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ. Peace.